Hey everybody, welcome back to the weekly edition of the Pack and uh, Podcast. I'm your host, Lacey. Uh, I'll ask that you kindly excuse the sounds of traffic outside. It's super hot in this room, so we've got the window open so I don't die. Um, we, I apologize, I'm a couple days late on this week's episode, but I'm an adult and I do what I want, so... Uh, just kidding. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not that big of a jerk. Uh, there were some technical difficulties with the internet here in the office, but uh, we're back online, and here we are. So, per usual, uh, I have a couple announcements before we get into today's interview. Um, this Saturday, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Saturday is tomorrow, the 11th. In West Seattle, we've got our party parking lot party that we're uh, throwing in conjunction with Rudy's West Seattle and Real Fine Coffee. We put that together with our friends at Plus One Presents. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be drinks, food, music, all ages. It's free. It's going to be a ton of fun. I promise you that. Um, We've got Dreamcatcher, PS, Echo Ravine, Colorworks playing. Um, There's going to be a DJ, some art displays, uh, Nibbles Seattle food truck is going to be out there getting you some grub and then um, some Lagunitas beer. So make sure you stop by that. It's going to be going on from 5 p.m. until probably about 11 p.m. So um, yeah, check that out. West Seattle on Fauntleroy in the parking lot of Rudy's and Real Fine Coffee. And then that same day, I will actually be down in Portland uh, celebrating vegan food and beer festival. Uh, we're going to stop by and say what's up to our Pack and Deb partner, Snack Relige, vegan foods down there. And then Pack and Deb artist member Cedar Teeth are going to be performing. So that will be cool. So uh, aside from the amazing food and great alcohol that's going to be out there, there's um, also some other reasons to get out there, uh, like listening to Cedar Teeth, um, and I'm going to be out there, so, I mean, whatever you can come find me, I'm the one who looks really cool, so, just kidding, kind of, um, anyway, so that should be a great time, so Portland, we've got you covered there as well, and then next week, on Wednesday, June 15th, we have the Best Friends Forever Club in the Den at Chop Suey, um, we're going to have Richie Dagger's Crime playing, Radio Phoenix from Portland's coming up, and then uh, DJ Beaker is going to throw a little dance party to close out the evening. Um, Should be a fun time, so come through for that. It's five bucks at the door. Um, Bring your friends out, and let's get funky. Uh, anyway, I guess that, that pretty much does it as far as announcements. So uh, let's get into our interview with Seattle Band and Pack and uh, Buds Colorworks. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pack and Dub Podcast, bringing you the very best of the Pacific Northwest music scene. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm joined today by Seattle Band Colorworks. Um, so we're going to go around and they'll introduce themselves and their roles in the band and I'm going to start over here. Andrew? Hello, I'm Andrew, I'm the drummer and many other things. <laughs> My name's Nick, I play bass. 
I'm David, I play guitar and keys. And I'm Brett, and I play guitar. And sing. I didn't sing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, all these guys sing. Yeah, okay. We all sing a little bit. Cool. So, super stoked to have you guys out here today. Thanks. It's really hot. I'm really sweaty. Mm -hmm. um, probably going to take that part out. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty sweaty, sweaty too. Just, just painting a picture for you here. We're super sweaty. My butt's stuck to the chair. Anyway, um, so why don't we just kind of start at the beginning. You guys can talk about how you came together as a band and started making music together. You want to start? I feel like Brett and I have been playing music together f since we were kiddos, like 15, 16. Oh, wow. Actually, it's more like 12. <laughs> more like 12, 13? Yeah, I right. told this guy to get a bass after I got a guitar for Christmas, and and, uh, and then we started writing kid punk rock songs. Cool. Hardcore rooms. kid punk rock yeah. songs. You know, about like, about like, yeah, yeah like, kind of. about how I hate homework, and you know, my dad's mean, and... Yeah. You know, I'm bored. And I have a boner. Yeah, this, this kind of stuff. yeah there, there's a whole backstory to that, but we can, we can skip that for today. Uh, and then, um, let's see. Uh, uh, I was in Korea, and I was teaching English, and I was writing a bunch of songs. And this guy came and uh, visited me, Nick, mm -hmm. and uh, twice. <laughs> yeah. Because I had nothing else to do, I guess. <laughs> and so we, we would, like, put some songs together and stuff, and... I was playing on living in Korea, and then we were writing these songs. I was going, never mind, I'm coming back. Yeah. And uh, so we uh, come back, and we kind of get together. And yeah, I was listening to a lot of zombies around then too. So I was like, I really want to make a band, like a '60s boy band, where we like dress all awkward and do like, you know, we'll do like the covers Look and like stuff. Nerdos, you yeah, know? and that's why Brett got some glasses to like, <laughs> you know, actualize the look. Um, but then we kind of ended up writing our own stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a uh, the '60s boy band was the big inspiration. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, and then, but I think we we really did want to write our own songs. It took a little while to get our our uh, ducks in a row. <laughs> um, but uh, and then we we hooked up with Andrew at um, our old uh, a good family friend and um, uh, old band manager's. Uh, memorial yeah and uh heavy shit yeah yeah and um do you want to talk about that yeah um yeah well mike who's their uh band manager for their old kid punk rock band he used to be a mentor of mine and uh helped me kind of learn the ropes of event producing and putting on concerts and stuff and uh and then i started working for him talk about your punk band Oh, my old punk band. <laughs> Our punk bands used to play together. That's how we met each other about ten years ago. Uh, we'd play shows together in like Port Angeles and Port Townsend and stuff, and their manager, Mike, and I would put on the shows together. And uh, So I was like 19 years old and just no idea what I'm doing and putting on these hall shows for like 350 kids. and It was, it was an experience. And uh, yeah, and then Mike passed away and uh, Brett and I were at his memorial and Brett just like saw me and was like oh do you want to play drums in my band <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually in mid conversation with somebody else but I've been thinking about a drummer because we just got um, our vocal team together and we were writing songs and stuff we really needed a drummer and I knew about Andrew but I, I knew that he was in a different band um, but I was in mid-conversation with somebody, and I see Andrew walk by, and I go, Andrew! 
<laughs> you, you, are you still in a band? And he's like, good to see you too. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm not. Like, let's step outside. <laughs> uh, I, uh, this is, we got this thing going. Do you want to play drums? Like, listen to a few of these demos. And yeah, it was like, all about it. It yeah. was great. I was in this band. I was in this folk band mm -hmm. that I uh, used to play at Pike Place Market all the time. And, uh, like, made my living, paid my rent by busking, which was kind of crazy for a couple That's years. <laughs> which is yeah. which is what Pears and Mangoes is about. It's about oh, busking right. at Pike Place. If you yeah. listen to the lyrics, you know, it's all about, I mean, you know, well, you'll, you'll listen to it, but it's about, like, trading food for mm -hmm. songs and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, so that band was just kind of going nowhere, and uh, I didn't really enjoy the people I was playing with. And so when Brett showed up, I was like, Absolutely, I will move on to a new band. Yeah, so it was it was great, and uh, and I said, you know, when we're we're like right now, we're just doing a bunch of Beach Boys and Beatles covers and that kind of stuff. Poorly. Poor. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> we were doing them, uh, and uh, I said, you know, we're, we're kind of looking for our Ringo, and he's like, I'm all about Ringo, <laughs> because you know a lot of drummers may or may not be into Ringo, but Andrew was, so that was a big big plus for us, and so uh, then we just started practicing. 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 And practicing. Yeah. Like, we, we held off on playing our first show or anything like that for a good maybe nine months or something. Yeah. Um, just to get set. Uh, and, and, um, and then we still had a lot of work to do. Uh, fast forward to Joy La Red, I guess, which is our last EP that we put out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, put out five songs. And basically, what happened was uh, we kind of split ways with our other guitar player mm -hmm. um, uh, for a couple reasons but nothing too personal just you know wasn't quite working out the way we all wanted it to mm -hmm. creative and, difference yeah. yeah 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 it was it was just a uh, wasn't a match made in heaven mm -hmm. um, and so uh, we started a long and then we were search. a three piece for a while yeah, we were a three piece which was an interesting we were a power trio yeah mm -hmm. um, and we started uh, the long journey to find David. Yeah, we spent oh, about. Right. Hi, this is David. <laughs> yeah, this is David. Yeah, we spent about David six has a months halo or so. Over him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I joined the band back in November. Um, I'm an East Coast transplant originally. Um, sort of been a long process that I ended up here, but I got here last March, and. Um, He's a jazz man. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts. Went to school in Wilmington, North Carolina, and then did cruise ships for a couple of years. So, kind of ended up being all over the place for a while and settled here. Um, actually, visited here for the first time on a ship. So that's the first time I saw Seattle. But yeah, um, when I knew they had the feelers out, and I heard I heard Joy La Red, and I met them, and I quickly realized we were in the same caress. Yeah, if I may reference, uh, what is it, Cat's Cradle. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny, too, because uh, we basically sat down, and I gave him a, a chord chart of, of uh, Paris, You Take Care, off of our last EP. And I said, um, all right, well, let's play this. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, I forgot that uh, I didn't convert the chords into... Um, what was it? I, I think I wrote them Concert out. Concert Yeah, I wrote them out for our tuning, which is a whole step lower. And um, and he was not in that tuning. Or something yeah. like that. And basically he said, no, it's cool. I can 
I'll just I'll do it on the fly. <laughs> and so I watched him uh, convert all the chords in his head as we were playing, and I was going, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's what ships will do." I've seen worse. <laughs> and then uh, two weeks later, uh, we were in the studio, and he was in there recording with us. And I think he played his first show, like <laughs> yeah. after he joined or something. It was the Columbia City Theater show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? What was it? You you want to record like next week? Yeah. <laughs> now that you're in the band. You know I mean? So so basically, we formulated the the lineup, mm -hmm. and we felt really strong about this, and uh, we've been working on it ever since. And um, we recorded, and we're putting out this EP now. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, new EP entitled "Dreams of Mangoes." It was originally. I guess we'll get into that. Yeah. It was originally. Um, the idea was originally to put out a single, uh, Daydreams and Mangoes, mm -hmm. Pears and Mangoes, the A side, B side. Um, but then we had all these, a couple of these older songs that we just figured might as well flesh it out and create another EP. Um, hey Train, how's it going? Uh, so essentially, um, now it's still an A side and B side, mm -hmm. it's just two new, two of our most recent songs and then two of our older ones. Oh, okay. Um, the old songs are bonus tracks. Yeah, bonus tracks. Yeah. Nice. We just spent, uh, we got really fortunate and are able to record pretty much for free at um, Robert Lang Studios. We just do like trade yeah. bitch work for nice. studio yeah. time, or at least I do, you do. We, yeah, we I, I, I do web development for them for free in, nice. in, in exchange for studio time. <laughs> and I do all sorts of random things for Bob, like... <laughs> hazardous things that he doesn't want to do I do them and uh, so yes we spent last summer and through the fall um, just kind of experimenting in the studio and so we had all these songs that we just went in there to record to kind of like figure out our workflow like who we wanted to work with how we want to record and um, it was very educational and so now we have all these songs that were recorded and we're like well we might as well put these on the EP with, yeah. with the new songs. So. There's, there's a couple characters in the background, too. Um, my old college, um, not not my roommate, but we were, lived in the same dorm. Um, we used to uh, get high and jam and stuff, mm -hmm. and it sounded terrible back in the day. But then we uh, reconnected a number of years later, and now he's a producer. Oh, cool. I mean, um, and an engineer, and he works at a... a What's uh, his name? Andrew Blue. They call him Bloomsy. <laughs> and, and he works at Chartreuse Muffin Studios yeah. in Shoreline. Yeah, Chartreuse Muffin, yeah. yeah. And he's a great guy to know, and, and uh, he really gels with us. He's very much kind of a flower child of the 60s. <laughs> he has that vibe about him. And uh, so he really works well with, well with us. And then um, uh, Greg, mm -hmm. who uh, began as our guitar teacher, Nick and my guitar teacher back in the day, and he's kind of turned into uh, the guy that we write our songs with yeah he kind of points us in the right direction well most of the time or he points us in a different direction like kind of did you think about this did you think about mm -hmm. that and usually what comes out of it is the song is much more lush and interesting yeah. where it was like started as something very traditional and yeah. Yeah, straightforward yeah he's he, he gives us uh, he asks the hard questions mm -hmm. lyric, lyrically and also uh, sometimes uh, he'll throw in a, a quarter three mm -hmm. that we totally would have never dawned upon us to do that that really opens up the song mm -hmm. um, even sometimes he'll he'll suggest uh, a melody here or there um, and um, 
and words. And so, and so it's a really a, a nice songwriting collaboration. So yeah. it kind of helps help bring this all together. And so what what he's it, like the George Martin. Yeah, he's like our George. He's like ha he's like the George, and then Bloomsy's like the Martin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then uh, what we get then is this Dreams of Mangoes EP, which is we got the the two new songs, and the two old songs. And what we're hoping is that when people listen to it, they can hear the progression where we began mm -hmm. two years ago writing these like zombies like pop Beatles. songs yeah the pop songs. two and a half minute little pop songs and now we're kind of growing and finding more of a range it's not that we don't want to write that stuff anymore it's just that we are hearing more stuff so. that's cool that's a cool concept to do um for an ep too because lots of people are scared of their older stuff or <laughs> they just you know are like oh i'm not into that anymore or that sounds terrible or not as good, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's cool that you embrace that and then you're like, yeah, this is where we came from and this is where we are. Well, we're scared um, we're going to have to play it. Like, we're scared <laughs> that people are going to hear it and be like, oh, play Collision. We'll be like, oh, fuck, we don't know how to play that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we had to relearn the song just to record it. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we kind of tabled those songs, but we, I mean, they're, they're, they were well nicely arranged. Yeah, they're, and they're catchy too. Yeah. Like when your students like saying, he's like, I love that song. Oh yeah, one of my guitar students uh, went online and found us and, and found Collision and was like, oh, he's a bass student. He's I really want to learn that. And I was going, damn it. Um, <laughs> Nick, can you teach me the bass part? Because it's all over the place. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm excited to listen to that. Um, just from the single Daydreams, um, it sounds excellent. And you can definitely tell uh, hear the hints um, of your guys' influences and like those uh, 60s psych vibes but then you definitely bring something to it that makes it more refreshing, relevant, and new. So thanks. it's cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard really anything like it. Cool. So, well, so, let's, let's talk about the influences for a second. I mean, uh, which influences? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, we're I mean, we're huge on Burt Bacharach. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of the songs I've been writing have been using, like, 11 chords and just stuff that just sounds like Burt Bacharach. And, like, so in Pears and Mangoes, at the end of it, we have a, a little trumpet solo uh, performed by Noah. Noah uh, Rad. Noah Rad, very cool trumpet player, very cool guy. Um, and it's it's totally taken from, like, Walk On By. You know, like, that boop, 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 boop. I was like, I want something like that at the end of this song. Um, and I think it fits perfectly. So now, since we don't have a trumpet player on stage, Brett and I, we kind of like imitate it. We go, ba 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 ba. So, like, whenever you hear that, mm -hmm. you know, little bit at the end, it's actually supposed to be a trumpet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just pretend, <laughs> you know. Uh, sure. And, and we, we, really, we like to listen to a lot of, um, a lot of the zombies. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Beatles are a huge influence, uh, the Beach Boys, the Birds. Um, uh, the Kinks. I mean, we cover some of the Kinks songs, uh, but yeah, I mean, the some really big um, influences like XTC and, and and just kind of the second, third, fourth generation of the Beatles and the Kinks and, and those kinds of guys. And then David here brings. Um, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us what yeah, you bring? Yeah. What, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like everything. <laughs> it's kind of the Steve Howe of this band. He's yeah. not, I guess, yeah, um, Steve Howe is one of my favorite guitar players for sure, but I mean, my I came from a similar musical beginning to these guys. My first band was a ska band in high school when I was 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then that got me, from there I got into just really strange kind of avant-garde stuff, which is I guess where the, the sort of soundscape-y stuff comes from. Um, Radiohead also, that kind of... Yeah, there, yeah, definitely a lot of Radiohead. Um, and then like John Coltrane from 63 to 67. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to really pin it down. Um, yeah, yeah. But, especially when you listen to a lot of music, it's like you know, it's it's hard to say what your like favorite you know artist is. You could say like what your favorite artist is right now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no! Yeah, not at all. It's um, I've I've always I haven't really specialized in the '60s kind of stuff, even though I've I've always loved it. I've always been a huge Beatles fan, but it. Uh, Yes, yeah, it's definitely, I heard their music and immediately identified with it, at least on some mm-hmm. level. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been a big learning curve, learning to play this style really in depth, and also switching instruments and stuff like that. It's been really, it's, a, it's been a nice learning experience. And so you mentioned, you know, you, you can kind of hear the 60s roots in, in for instance, Daydreams, but there's something maybe kind of new about it. Well, I, I think a lot of that is what David brings uh, to our, our songs. Uh, he'll do things that um, wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't think of. Um, it'll be like, oh, this is just a little '60s riff I came up with, and then all of a sudden it turns into uh, uh, something more than that. And so uh, it's a, it's a, um, a really nice um, working in these different contrasts. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because um, that music, I think, for a lot of people, is just a really great period of music, and a lot of people cite that as influences. Um, but you guys take a more direct approach to it and, you know, that nostalgia and vintage sound, um, there's really something there for the listener to hold on to, but then you bring so much more to it to update it, and um, especially with Daydreams too, just listen, I've listened to it, you know, over and over, and just, like, all the different layers and intricacies that are there. It's like a nostalgic sound, but um, more fleshed out and more layered. Cool. Yeah, and I think I think thanks the 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 production too obviously sure. makes yeah. and Bluesy had a, a hand in that. I think what we really like about the '60s music is that those songs were just absolutely from start to finish uh, so well put together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it's hard not to kind of get lost in, in the the '60s and the '70s. And, um, England and in America, what was going on um, in other countries too? There's uh, we're listening to uh, African music the other night. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. West, West African, African music. yeah, yeah. I know that's fun for drums. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ju- I yeah. attempted to play a little of that when I was studying drums, and it's very different. It <laughs> really will stretch here. Yeah. It's like no <laughs> downbeats. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. There's nothing to latch onto here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so your EP release show is going to be at Barboza mm-hmm. on the 22nd. Yep, it's a Wednesday. Cool. It's a Wednesday. <coughs> you so, know, hump day. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should come out to that. For sure. Um, it's also Terrence's birthday. It's his birthday Ter- party. Terrence from uh, Sleeping, Sleeping Lessons. lessons. Uh-oh, Eskimo, Gold Bones. Don't talk, talk to the cops. <laughs> yeah. He wears many different hats. He's a great friend of ours. 
his birthday, so I don't know if anybody knows him. Yeah, so we should, you know, wish him happy birthday. Sleeping lessons, did they just, were they like the UW band that like won, like played their birthday back? Or are they... I no, that's uh, Terrence and Charlie's new band. They're actually their first show is today at the Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. They just released their first single yesterday. That's right. Okay, I heard of them somewhere. Oh. Yeah, it's good. It's called Breathe. Uh, you should check it out. Um, and they're yeah, I think this is the first time they're playing live. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a as a group. So I'm excited to see them. Um, all right. Well, and then. Let's see, I know you guys make it a point to play some smaller venues outside of the Seattle area, like you've been up to Port Angeles, um, you've played out at Spacecraft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool and really important, and Andrew, you and I have talked about that briefly before. Um, we why... love Spacecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so why do you think it's important to, you know, make that trip or sometimes the trek to those smaller venues and... Um, um, there's there's yeah. starved markets, you know, there's yeah. people out there who they don't, like, everyone in Seattle is so spoiled. <laughs> there's just so much it's great true. music and it's happening every single night. Like, you can go out and see ten great bands every night of the week. Um, in small towns, they don't really have that, so uh, sometimes it's hard to get people to come out in sure. small towns because they're not used to it, mm-hmm. but once you gain fans there, they're really solid fans, and they will come back out and see you again, and they're just really excited to see you because they don't get music mm-hmm. too often. They might have, like, you know, the country cover band done by, like, the <laughs> yeah. whoever in small town, um, but when you bring, like, good music out to them, they, they get really excited. Yeah. Yeah, we also try to, uh, we try out new songs. We go out of town too. Good pressure. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, yeah, you know, when we play here, it's you know sometimes a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't want to screw it up, but um, out there we can try stuff out, do new covers, and uh, yeah, like when we play the Meta Room, we usually play for about an hour, which is much longer than we usually do. It's exhausting. So. <laughs> yeah, so we're um, we're also doing another gig in Leavenworth, which is what like three hours, two hours. It's two hours, but it, but there's like. It's, there's like a break in between. It's a great time. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But like that's something where we bust out like all the songs we know. Nice. And it, it's just it's good. Um, it's good road practice mm-hmm. because uh, we get in the van, and uh, currently our band has no uh, working CD player. Uh, yeah. So we, it, it's a bonding experience. You know? <laughs> we sing to ourselves. Yeah. Nice. We harmonize with the engine. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and it, it's just a lot of fun, you know, it's a lot of fun to go and play for people, like Andrew said, that uh, may not get to have live music every night. Yeah. Um, I especially appreciate that. I'm from Bremerton, oh, nice. um, which is really close, it's just a ferry ride from Seattle, but, I mean, uh, especially being a kid like 14, 15, we couldn't really get over to Seattle, either we weren't allowed to or didn't have sure. money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, uh, or didn't know where to go once we got off the ferry. Um, so, I just think that's really cool. And I loved when there would be like touring bands out there, or um, even just a band from Seattle was like a big deal. And um, there's this band that used to come through that was from New York, and for some reason they played Bremerton like a Whoa, ton cool. of times. And, and after the first time I saw them, um, I just, every show after that, I made sure to pay attention when they were coming back because I was like, a New York band, you know, and they sounded great too. So, nice. but yeah. Anyway, I just think that's cool. Like, do that. Yeah. Um, 
Alright, what's next? Well, we can get into our the, the hard-hitting journalism, the tough stuff <laughs> now. The would-you-rather <laughs> Sure. So think about these. Take your time. Maybe explain why. Okay. Um, are we, are we going to each answer each question? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah sure. Um, would you rather use eye drops made of vinegar oh. or toilet paper made of sandpaper? Oof. Think about that. Does vinegar make you go blind? Uh, I don't think so. I think it would just burn. Burn really bad. Okay. Really bad. Right. <laughs> sandpaper on your butt doesn't make you go blind, though. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with the sandpaper. Okay. Uh, just the mere fact that I have control over how hard you wipe versus just like a <laughs> drop of vinegar in the eye. There's nothing you can do about that. That's very true. 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 I was I, gonna say sandpaper as well because I mean, you know, if you've like used a bus station bathroom or something, you've basically already done that. So. I don't know. I would go with the vinegar because my ass crack is sacred. <laughs> I would uh, do. All right. Vinegar on my butt, <laughs> sandpaper on my eyes. <laughs> just, to, just, just to switch it up. Yeah. And you would do both. Yeah, at the same time. The vinegar will kill anything that's down there. Yeah, also, I mean, so yeah. it's like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, actually, you probably should vinegar your butt. Yeah, probably. I think that's a new thing. Yeah, and I think it's actually a new treatment for cataracts. They just they just sand it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Um, Okay. Would you rather have no knees or no elbows? <laughs> oh, no knees. So, so you're just like doing yeah, it. Yeah, you have arms, you have legs. But You'd actually, go. have you ever tried to walk down a flight of stairs without bending your knees at all? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Try it sometimes. It's not even possible. It's possible, down. but uh, not easy. Yeah. You just like hop, maybe, kind of? Like, yeah. You could hop. You could hop. Yeah. But still, yeah, probably no knees. Yeah, I'd probably go with no knees, too. I mean, because we can't really be a band if we can't move our arms, you know? I feel like Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I would rather just have both. Like, if I'm going to have one, just have both, and then I just walk like a robot. <laughs> yeah. Now. And so it would just be, like, my thing. So. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool thing. Um, all right, and this one's a little less embarrassing slightly more relevant. Would you rather um, only play shows for the rest of your music career, just constant gigging and never record another album, or just become a studio band, only record albums and never play another live show? Oh, That's a tough one. <laughs> well, I feel like I have an answer. Um, I mean, gigging is fun, I love doing it, um, but albums last, you know, because I kind of always like there's this really great Harry Nielsen documentary called Who's Harry Nielsen and Why Should I Care? You all should watch it. It's fantastic. It's really bleak at the end. But it's like, yeah. There's this moment where he's sitting in his, in his car with his best friend and he puts in all his cassettes. And he's just like, thanks for listening to my life's work. You know? And I, I kind of like that, you know? Like, maybe when I, someday if I ever get old, just be like, yeah, I did that, you know? But... I I do albums also. <laughs> just record. <laughs> just because then you can have so much fun in the studio, and yeah. like you can make these arrangements that you can't do live. I mean, that was totally like what the Beatles did after a couple of years. They were just like, "Fuck touring." Yeah. <laughs> I'm really. I love uh, being in the studio and, and making 
arrangements and seeing this little seed turning into a sapling and then a tree, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't think we can make any money off of it, so I'd probably go with the... Uh, <laughs> the You're the practical right. one. Nice, yeah, I was, I was worried I was going to be the only one to say shows. <laughs> and there's yeah, also a lot of energy too. Exactly, yeah, the, the, the ephemeral nature of the actually playing it, having it never be the same twice even if you're playing the same song you know depending on what you ate that day depending on what happened prior to the show how much sandpaper you used on how much <laughs> um yeah anything like that will affect a show and it's it's that sort of edge to it that sort of propels things forward i think um you don't all you had was around. <laughs> fair enough i got i have the second most that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's a hard question because I feel yeah. that way too. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a thinker. Well, yeah, and, and shows are an experience you can share with yeah. a ton of people, and exactly. um, you know those memories will stay. Exactly. Those people. Um, yeah, it's also nice to have stuff that you can listen to. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Yeah. All right answers. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you did um, it. Cool. Three, three well, and then I guess. Um, if uh, if people want to check out your music and keep up to date on what you guys have going on, where's the best place to do that? Uh, colorworksband.com, um, facebook.com slash colorworksband, <laughs> or any social media slash colorworksband. Okay. Um, we, got a, we got a band camp, you know, all that stuff. We got a SoundCloud. It's all there. Yeah, We're yeah. on Spotify. You if know. you go to Bandcamp too, you can find all of our lyrics. Yeah. With, uh, with each of the songs, right? It's on Bandcamp or mm -hmm. something. It's on both, yeah. And uh, that's something that um, we're, we're big on with this band is uh, sometimes like, I'm listening to a song, a great song from a new band, and I'm going, I want to read these lyrics. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah, you know, and yeah. It's kind of hard to find them, so we, we try to make an effort to really put it up there. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, come to our show at Barboza, 22nd. Yeah. We're printing some new t-shirts, um, some koozies. Stickers, we're going to have like big screen-printed yeah. posters for the show. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Um, we're kind of keeping it secretive until they're done, but once uh -huh. we like reveal, I think you'll be pretty stoked about them. Nice, yeah, and we'll, we'll uh, keep people up to date, too. We'll repost on our social as well, and Ooh. I think I'll probably be at the show. Sweet. So. Sweet. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Back in dope.